to you in peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's sermon is the Gospel lesson which was just read. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Luke's gentle account of Jesus' lunch with Mary and Martha at Bethany is a favorite Sunday school lesson and a favorite story about Jesus for many Christians. It's a warm and human event. And that's what makes it so appealing. But it is also very tricky. There are some tricky theological temptations in this story. We can be tempted to look at Mary as the good guy and Martha as the bad guy. Or we can characterize ourselves as Martha's busy in the kitchen or Mary's devoted to studying God's word. Those thoughts are dangerous because they can twist the gospel proclamation of this story into law and make us either feel guilty or feel we need to get busy to please Jesus. Jesus' lunch at Bethany was occurred as Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem for his crucifixion and death. Bethany was two or three miles outside of Jerusalem, and judging from the large number of people who would mourn Lazarus' death a few months later, Mary and Martha must have been members of one of the well-known families in Bethany. So, when they received the advanced word that Jesus and his entourage of disciples were on the way to Bethany, Martha began to prepare an appropriate and lavish lunch. When Jesus arrived, Mary sat and listened to Jesus while Martha was distracted with all the serving. We don't know if Mary was aware of how this made Martha feel, but we certainly know from Martha's own words how she felt about that situation. In the profound Hallmark television series, Signed, Sealed, and Delivered, Shane McInerney, a leading character, referred to her mother as the Holy Grail of Guilt. She learned that from Martha. Martha was feeling anxious and troubled 
So she lashed out to blame and lay some guilt on Jesus. Lord, don't you care? And to inflict some guilt on her sister Mary to goad her into action and helping. That's part of the problem of being human. The unpredictability of guilt. It doesn't appear that Mary feels guilty about sitting at our Lord's feet and listening instead of helping Martha prepare lunch. But Martha certainly thinks she should. We cannot always sort out or control our feelings of guilt. And even though we may try, we really cannot manipulate or cajole other people into doing what we want them to do because they feel guilty. That's one of the biggest challenges of this sermon and any sermon. I cannot use the words in my sermon to guilt you into changing your behavior. Not only does using guilt as a motive not work, it contradicts and offends the gospel of Jesus Christ that we hold so dear. Jesus' gentle and gracious reply to Martha, 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 you worry and fret about so many things, and yet few are needed, indeed only one. It is Mary who has chosen the better portion, reveals the proper path and power for guilt-free Christian living. That path is to follow Jesus and only him. Since Jesus had a wry Jewish sense of humor, the Greek word that Jesus used that is translated portion conveys an image of selecting the better portion or item at a potluck dinner. In a German sense, Jesus is saying, Mary chose the German potato salad instead of the cucumber salad. Through these words, Jesus reminds us of an important, indeed crucial element of our lives as his disciples. We cannot give unless we have first received. Jesus' words introduce a subtle and significant change in the lunch at Bethany. 
Jesus has now become the host. Not Mary and not Martha. Jesus is serving both Mary and Martha the food that leads to a forgiven and an eternal life. And Jesus' forgiveness is real and it is complete. You may remember the words in the 1941 hymnal. And in the confession, we ask God to forgive the iniquity of our sin. Iniquity means guilt. And we ask that God forget and remove not only our sin, but also the guilt we feel because of that sin. And Jesus does that. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection from the dead removes all of the shouldas and all of the couldas from our hearts and minds and replaces them with God's gracious invitation. Okay, all that happened in the past is forgiven and forgotten. Let's try it again. Or let's try something new. The focus of a guilt-free life must be only on Jesus. That is Luke's focus in his account of this lunch with Mary and Martha. What Jesus says and does is what is most important. Jesus is traveling with his disciples on the way to Jerusalem and he needs a place to stop, rest, eat and drink. He enters their house as a beloved guest and he leaves as a great and eternal teacher. He is appealed to as an authority and arbiter in a household dispute. And he responds with tenderness, forgiving, and inclusive love. He calls Martha by name twice. He knows and names her feelings and in doing so, he bridges the gap between she and Jesus and between Martha and her sister. In the words of the new commercials on television that you may see sporadically, Jesus gets us.
He knows that we live complicated lives with conflicting moods and motives. And Jesus is up to the task to bring peace and purpose to our daily lives. He speaks lovingly and tenderly to you as he invites you to receive grace and love from him. And Jesus does not replace one to-do list with another to-do list. Instead, Jesus stays with us. He stays with us in our conflicts and brokenness, inviting us to receive the better portion, the portion of his grace and love given to us through his word. Today, we celebrate lunch with Jesus by means of Holy Communion. Just as Jesus became the host at the lunch at Bethany, Jesus is the true host of our celebration of Holy Communion this morning. And just like Mary, all that we do is receive. We celebrate, receive, and share the meal our Lord has prepared for us by means of his own suffering, death, and resurrection from the dead, the meal of forgiveness, of life, of salvation given through his body and his blood. In, with, and under the bread and wine, Jesus gives you the better portion, the one thing needful. His body and blood offered up unto a cross to forgive and forget all of your sins and guilt. Through the power of God's word, connected with the earthly elements of bread and wine, God the Holy Spirit will enlighten, remind, and reassure you that you are God's cherished child, his dearly beloved, because of what Jesus has done for you. Through his word and sacrament, God continuously promises to you true life, an eternal life in heaven, as well as an abundant and purpose-filled life here on earth. So it's a good thing that Luke recorded and wrote down Jesus' lunch with Mary and Martha at Bethany. Through this event, 
Luke reminds us and guides us to keep our faith focused upon our living, loving Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one thing needful for a guilt-free, abundant life now as well as a joyful life praising him in eternity. Jesus reveals and imparts his truth, his strength, and his love through his word and through his sacrament. Following Jesus' gentle invitation to both Mary and Martha, we focus on the one thing needful, as we celebrate the meal of his body and blood here on earth in joyous anticipation of an eternal meal in heaven hosted by Jesus who will celebrate and welcome each one of you by giving you the better portion the portion which will not be taken from you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.